0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Rugby podcast with your hosts Damien Warren and Toby Harris, and we have our winner, winner, winner chicken dinner, mate! European Heineken Cup champions
1: are Exeter,
0: Exeter Chiefs.
1: Yeah, game of two halves,
0: mate.
1: <laughs> that really was the, the team that scored. So cliche, but yeah,
0: it wasn't a game of two Whoa. halves.
1: Russing didn't play well in the first half. Russing did play well in the second half. Exeter played fantastic in the first half. Exeter
0: played fantastic in the second half. No,
1: really, no.
0: Oh, we'll get to that anyway, <laughs> won't we? And then we have our Blitzo Cup match, which yes. is a great game. Yeah. Plus others that we're going to talk about. But for now, we must plug ourselves. Toi,
1: you're you're very good at this.
0: Well, I'm not. Really, you were, <laughs> I tell you what, you, I go, I start and then you're like, oh, you'll bugger it. Just, we'll just read, read the description, description, description below. down below. <laughs> Brilliant. If you'd like to get hold of us, then read yes. the description down exactly. below. Exactly. We're on Send all, all platforms. Yes. So. And we appreciate your feedback as yes. long as it's good. If, if, if it's, it's bad, not, I yeah. delete them straight away. If it's not good, we don't appreciate it. Constructive, constructive criticism. criticism. God, <laughs> oh, we are singing off the same hymn sheet, we aren't we? Are. But breaking news yes. this week, Tobes. You're going to start us first one up. Can I just say to everyone, no. we oh, already yeah, had a conversation that we're going to go down and across and across hey, and across yes, there, yes. So we, we all know diagonally down. Actually, <laughs> get it right, man. Sorry, you start off breaking news, man.
1: Okay, so breaking news is. I mean, it's a couple of days old, but South Africa. Aren't going to turn up for the rugby championship.
0: Well, originally they decided that they wouldn't play in the first three rounds. Yeah, and now they've decided they're not going to play at, at all. all.
1: There you go.
0: Is I it fair can, enough? Wow. Well,
1: I can I can see where they're coming from.
0: But you, you are the best team in the world. Yes. Until you lose. Yes. So maybe so don't play again. Maybe maybe <laughs> they're going to do. Maybe they're going to do what I do. You know, if I win like a game of chess or something like that, a table tennis. That's it. What about the
1: Argies, though?
0: Yeah, well, now the Argies are in a really interesting situation because they desperately need the money. They do. They've played no rugby,
1: so they're just going to play to get money. So
0: they're just going to play to get money. And let's be honest, they're probably thinking they'd lose. Like they're not the they're not one of the strongest teams. They're not going out to win it. Well, Well, you'd like to
1: think they are. I am
0: sure they are going out to win it, but they probably know that it would be a surprise to win it. Yeah even if they had all the preparation they needed. Yes. They yes, may true. have thought, well, South Africa are going to be in the same boat as us.
1: So they've said, yes, pen on paper, and then South yeah. Africa have gone, mm, no. They've put on well, a pencil, <laughs> then they've rubbed it out.
0: <laughs> South Africa have said, yes, pen on paper, or no, actually. I mean, it's did, amazing. Did they write it on with that pen that
1: rubs out? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's amazing in this day and age that deals in rugby are done like this. You know, sort of like, oh, yeah, we'll do it. And then I don't really feel like it anymore.
1: But is that because South Africa have sort of gone, yeah, we'll do it. And then they've sort of commented and said, nah, not that keen. And then the Sanzar have gone, oh, no, it's fine. We still want you Mm, in the championship for next year. Don't go to Six Nations. There there could be a deal in the background for that maybe. I
0: I think they do hold quite weight, don't they? Because what they bring into Sanzar is quite a bit of cash, yeah. So, you know, New Zealand bring in quality of rugby. Australia bring in a bit of Aussie flavour. What's you know, Aussie flavour? Not quite sure, but they bring a it of, in. Bit of sand. <laughs> I'll put another shrimp on the barbie, mate. Can't, can't say anything. You can't say that. <laughs> Why not?
1: Because everyone thinks we're the same.
0: <laughs> the Argies bring in sort of flamboyancy. Sort of, and, and a growing sort of culture of rugby. Yeah, I agree. Know? Yeah. Sort of like, you know, we've started down here and we're. we're slowly progressing up the tree and obviously South Africa bring in huge audiences and traditionally money yeah. for sponsorship and advertising but obviously the rand's not too flash at the moment so it'll be interesting to see how that did happens it, but they, they are obviously ran off? and they are world <laughs> champions and there's that history and all of those things that brings You're not in. laughing at my great little joke I never laugh at your jokes because they're not funny
1: Right, I'm not doing it next week
0: Moving on.
1: <laughs> Moving We're going on. down now, aren't we?
0: No, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gotcha. See, well, that was a good joke, was ba <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Andy Farrell breaks his silence on the axing of John Cooney. Now, John Cooney, replacement nine yeah. or starting nine, whatever you want. And basically he was in the mix to play in the Six Nations before the coronavirus hit. And basically, now he's they've hardly played any rugby, and now he's not good enough. Yeah. But guess who is replacing him? Yeah, Jamison Gibson Park He's a Kiwi. It, well, he's not just a Kiwi, he's your mate. He is my mate. <laughs> like, maybe maybe am, we could get him on here. I am so looking forward to those free tickets <laughs> <laughs> that we're yeah, going to have. I'll be a
1: long way down the line, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the list, the, li- the long list. I remember once I did know, like, relatively well a player playing for the All Blacks. And I almost built up enough courage to ask for tickets and then realised that I'd be so far down the <laughs> list. <laughs> there'd be no chance. Because I think they get two tickets normally. Do they only get two? I think they only get two tickets, yeah. Wow, that's not a lot, is it? No, mum and dad, isn't it? Mum and dad, yeah. Mum and dad, yeah. so. But Jamison gives in park So Cooney's a great player but Kieran Marmion's coming back, Jamison Gibson Park's coming back, and basically he's been left out, which he feels hard done by. And you've got to give it to him. There's, you know, not, not a lot's changed since... No. He was in the squad, and now he's been left out of the squad. I wonder if Jamison Gibson Park has become kind of island qualified during that time. Yeah, I'm, probably. Probably, yeah. Uh,
1: do you have to have... What, what, What's Ireland qualified? I think you've got to live. Is it three the, years? Yeah, three years. Well, then, yes.
0: And he's obviously not ever played for New Zealand or, um, you know. people for New Zealand Maldives. Do you play for New Zealand yeah. Maldives? Good on him. Good on him. Next story up, right, mate, is down. I like this. because Graham the West, Hen- no, uh, <laughs> Western
1: Force. Oh, the Western
0: Force. The two Kiwis. you got Jeremy Thrush. Yeah, and who, Richard who, Kahui. Who, and Richard Kahui. Both playing this year. Yeah. What I like about the story is, is they seem like they are strengthening their squad for next year. Well, I
1: think, you know, the couple of older guys, really good experience. They've both played for New Zealand before. Yeah. And I think the Western Force have done really well to hold on to them
0: as well. Oh, yeah, massively. Yeah. And, and let's be honest, Richard Kahui was, was pretty handy in those. Well, s- 10 tries and 17 appearances. <laughs> Richard Kahui? Yeah. For the All Blacks Oh for the All Blacks yeah. yeah He was a very I mean if it wasn't for Sonny Bill He could Williams, hit hard
1: as well though Richard Kahui He was yeah. such a good tackler
0: He was a Kind of a what did you say he was a pretty boy Would you say he was a pretty boy Yeah I think they called him
1: something That I can't say on here
0: You can't say on there Nah that. I can't say he that was, Can we just say he was good with the ladies He was very good with the ladies He was very good with the, yes. the ladies So he reminds me Of you mate cool. He <laughs> reminds me of you You might want to go across to the YouTube channel To see exactly what Toby's just done Which I can't repeat <laughs> on, on, on the podcast But oh all I've got to say gosh. is Good old kahui, I am jealous <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I tell you what Good on the Western Force
0: Yeah, now there has been stories about the Western Force Joining potentially the New Zealand Conference And all the changes that have happened, I just don't think that's going to happen. No, can I just go back to that South African story? Well, I'm going to predict the future. One, yeah, I'm going to predict the future. What's going to happen now is this: New Zealand are going to play in their conference next year. There'll be a winner. There might be top two, right? Australia going to play in Australia AU. There'll be a winner or top two, and South Africa will play in their conference, and there'll be a winner or top two. Those teams are all going to come together and they're all going to play in a Super Rugby playoff. Top six. Like what we said would happen or potentially could happen. And everyone's going to love it. And then the next year, they're all going to go after the Pro 14 or the Pro 16, it will be at that point. And the South Africans will be kicking themselves. They didn't stick it in. New Zealand will be kicking themselves that they've kind of forced them out. Yeah. And Australia will be kicking themselves that basically they sat in the middle – of, and did nothing. Well, no, I don't think they've I don't think they're in a position to do much more than they've actually done no. to be fair. I think if anyone's done a good job, the Aussies have done a good job by protecting their five teams and not not sort of allowing New Zealand to bully them into just going down to two, which in my opinion would have been ridiculous. Just imagine if Australia only had two super rugby teams. Well, one of the
1: biggest rugby nations in the world. Yeah. In a, a local competition, pretty much. Southern, yeah. Hemis- Southern
0: Hemisphere competition down to two. You yeah. can't do that. And, and, and you'd have to axe either the Brumbies, the Reds, or the Waratahs. Yeah. You know what? what these, are, they, these are teams. I mean, I know the Brumbies are the new kids on the block when it comes to those three. But they've been around for a heck of a long time. And they've got a rich vein of super rugby performances to go along with it. Yeah. It just seems absolutely ridiculous what... New Zealand were asking of them which brings us on to our next story which is from Graham Henry. Yeah. What is Graham Henry's opinion on the All Black selection of the sorry the 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 New Zealand it up selection of the All Black coach which is they've buggered it up. Yeah. And he was going and talking about Dave Rennie wasn't he? Yes. So Graham Henry after reading this article is very, very pro Dave Rennie and clearly thinks that Dave Rennie is a better coach than um Fozzie.
1: Your mate Fozzie.
0: We can't we we can't argue with him, can we? No, we, we can't. Because we totally agree. We totally agree. And he's basically saying that um that they should never have allowed Dave Rennie to wander off overseas. Um I think they said they did not te- I think they come back They didn't actually talk to Dave Rennie in any way, shape, or form for three years, which may have led Dave Rennie to think that that he wasn't in the running. Yeah. So therefore, why apply for a job you're not going to get and miss out on a job that you've probably got you know, both hands on, which is the Australian job? So Dave Rennie went, well, I'll just go for the Aussie job. I'll get that.
1: Do you think if he had applied,
0: he would have got it? No. For some strange reason, the NZRFU thinks losing to England in a semi-final is good enough and therefore there is no reason to change your coaching setup. Now I would say losing to England England in a semi-final is obviously not great. But if you've played really well in that game and you've had been a bit unlucky, then maybe I could forgive them for that. Now, arguably people would say, oh, what about when New Zealand lost against France and they stuck with, you know... Graham Henry. Graham Henry. But what I would say about that is, I would say that Graham Henry, up to that point, had played like th- that team had played really, really well. They went into that, yeah. that tournament hot favourites. Whereas I would say the writing was on the wall with the All Blacks... Before, before the Cup had even started. Yeah, they they looked like they were running yeah. out of ideas maybe a year or two before. Yeah, I agree. So therefore, they go into that game, they get thoroughly out-thought, thoroughly outplayed by a much better England team. So in, for my money, that is... We need, something needs changing because what's currently there isn't working. But it's very interesting. So Sir Graham Henry, I'm not, he, he didn't, he doesn't mention in here Scott Robinson. He just seems to mention that the current Jamie Joseph mm. and Dave Rennie, it's crazy that those guys weren't, didn't both apply for the head coach job. And if they had have applied, they would have been, Uh, favoured by him over Forster. Which is not good, is it, that he he thinks that basically two other guys at least are better than the guy that's got it. One's coaching for Australia and one's coaching for Japan. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if communication had been better, would you want to coach for Japan or would you want to coach the All Blacks?
1: Who's Japan? Jamie (laughs) Joseph. Jamie Joseph, Mm. yeah.
0: I thought, who's Japan?
1: Never heard of Japan. <laughs> hey, did you hear about Tony Brown?
0: Oh, yes. I'm a bit disappointed, to be honest. Why? I just didn't think Tony... So let, let's just clarify for everyone. Yeah. What about Tony Brown?
1: Well, I heard that he signed another year for the Highlanders.
0: Well, he's head coach for the Highlanders. There you go. That's what I'm disappointed about. Oh, I, right. I didn't think that he would stab Aaron Major in the back like that. Do you think he's
1: stabbing him in the back? Well. I reckon those two have had a conversation and gone.
0: Do you mind if I do, do it? Do you
1: mind if I do it or you should go for this?
0: Oh, so you think Aaron's like Aaron gone?
1: Aaron almost gone to Tony Brown and gone, look, mate, it, there's an opening now for you. You need to go and do it.
0: I really hope that is the case, a eh? Because I'd hate to think that they basically got rid of Aaron Major knowing that they were going to get Tony Brown in a little bit like they did with Gatlin and Cooper. Yeah, You know, it's like... Do you remember when when Cooper got binned off and then literally an hour later, um, Warren Gatlin turns up with a brand new top that's fresh out of the packet. And it's like, yeah, it's not... Obviously, job came up and I took it.
1: I always would. (laughs) Right, mate, next... Next uh, story, Eddie Jones reveals his five world-class England players. So should we go through the five, and then I'll get your opinion on them?
0: Okay, you go through the five types.
1: So uh, Mario Toge, Marco Vunepola, Owen Farrell, Anthony Watson, and Billy
0: I, I, I really want to disagree, but I can't. I think they are all world class players.
1: Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: and and to give a bit of detail about this, Eddie Jones felt or feels like you need five or more world class world class players to win a World Cup. Two of them
1: weren't born in uh, England. Just saying, but you know, oh, we won't go there anyway.
0: Please carry on. <laughs> and, and and he's developed them uh, Has he developed them? I think Marotoji. He's arguably developed Owen Farrell was probably There There Marco the, and Billy, Billy.
1: Anthony and Watson
0: Yeah I think prob- Probably You'd <clears> say <throat> Maybe I, yeah I do I, I think actually Anthony Watson Is the best one in the lot Has the most potential Eyes Excitement machine That he is Owen Farrell is Definitely the Best kicker in the world Would you say it's got to be, isn't it? You know, it's if you if be. you chucked a ball to anyone and said, you go kick this, please," you know, kick this from the sideline to win the World Cup, he would he would revel in it.
1: He'd be up. He'd be one of the top of the lists.
0: Yeah, because you know, if someone chucked me the ball and said, "Kick this goal for the World Cup final," I'd be absolutely packing myself.
1: Well, I mean, you you can't kick.
0: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> but what I mean is, that's I, part of the problem, bud. But Richie Mwanga, I think, would be packing himself. Yes, Bowden Barrett would be packing himself.
1: Oh, Barrett wouldn't even see the post, would he? He'd go for the corner
0: flag. And he'd probably get it over because he's gone for the corner flag. But <laughs> but I think Owen Farrell would revel in it. You know, it'd be like, right, this is my time to shine. And that's the difference in pers- personality. I agree. I agree. Billy, he's probably past it now. Like He's not going to get to the next World Cup. He's, being he's full of a- injuries
1: now, unfortunately. Yeah, it's very, bright. very good player, but his arms are weak.
0: It's amazing to think that Marco and so Marco's 29, and as a as a front rower, he probably will make it to the next World Cup. He's got a
1: few more years.
0: Billy being 27, that's 31, as a dynamic 8, he might It'll just be... It'll be touch and go. Yeah, touch but, and go. But,
1: but I think because of injuries, more than anything...
0: He will. Do you, so basically, do you feel like he could get himself up for any international? But he might struggle to get at the international. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. But they are. You know, you look at that and you can't really argue with that. And arguably, you could chuck in a couple of other names like Curry. Yeah. Underhill. Yeah. Those guys are pretty They're handy, good. aren't they? As yeah, well. Yeah. And. Daily. Mm, Would you go daily? Daly's right I up think there.
1: Daly's a bit like a um, Geordie Barrett where versatile in the backs very big toe he can kick from anywhere Yeah, but he's not he's just there's just something missing something missing, missing yeah mm. there
0: is something missing that real consistency yeah. under real pressure Yeah I'm not sure I'd feel 100% confident Yeah with him playing playing back there but and also um, May, I think May, you know, he's been exceptional playing for England over the past three years, and I think he's right up there, world class winger as well. And, and that's so unusual for England to have a really good back three, but they have a really good back three, and it's and really
1: they, unusual for us to complement English rugby.
0: But I tell you what, they also have they have a they have a good backup back three as well. Oh, okay. many, I,
1: I think we. Let's just stop We're here. actually not feeling okay. No, We've we're not We've spoken about feeling this earlier, okay. you
0: know, high temperature, bit of a cough. <laughs> a little bit like the Wasps team, who <laughs> is our next story. Who, well, unfortunately… Three uh, more. Well, four more today. Oh, is it four more today? Right. So that means that there'll be a decision made on Wednesday. So that's tomorrow. But and when the more. game is
1: what, this Saturday? This Saturday. Right.
0: Now, Bristol will step in to replace them. Now, if I'm Exeter, I'm thinking, who would I rather play?
1: you play Wasps. Or or you? Would you
0: play Wasps or would you play Bristol? Bristol? I would rather play Wasps.
1: Yes, but they did wallop. Oh, no, who?
0: Yeah, that, that Wasp beat Bristol.
1: Yes, yeah. But. And absolutely took to the sword, didn't they? Yeah.
0: But I just think in a one off game, Bristol have more superstars that could potentially cause change them the game as well, eh? Real real trouble. Yeah. Real real trouble. So yeah, not looking good four for four players. Rosk. And three members of staff. Well Okay. COVID do you know, one thing that we can confidently say is that the six nations will be affected by COVID. I think, or the, the eight nations. It's going to be very, very difficult, and we've seen this already, with the number of COVID cases in Do you England. know who's
1: going to win the six nations? COVID. <laughs> Put your name on the trophy.
0: <laughs> Put it on the trophy. Co- the only thing left will be COVID. <laughs> but it just seems that once it gets into a team, it kind of completely, you know, takes a team apart. Yeah. People get positive, 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 yeah, oh. positive. Especially so when
1: you're training together, close proximity, all that sort of jazz. It just goes through like wildfire. Yeah. And, and I, we'll I'm surprised
0: after, you know, Rassing had a few COVID cases, but they managed to get it under control. Potentially, you know, have Exeter had their test yet? Because Exeter would be absolutely gutted not to play yeah. in the final. Of course. Because Who would it drop back to? Bath. Yeah. It'll be a Bath-Bristol final. Bath will probably be on the beers for the last you know, <laughs> few weeks. Stop training for a bit. <laughs> Mate, and the next one up, this is another good story about... A bit of a segue, isn't it? It is a little bit of a segue where we're going to talk about the Premiership Rugby final was going to be put on the BBC.
1: Yeah, which is free to air.
0: Which is free to for air. For others and who aren't in England. Fantastic for the profile of Premiership Rugby. Definitely. And last minute, it seems like the Premiership Rugby have gone? Actually, no. Actually, BT Sport can have this one. BT Sport can have this one. It just seems, again, going back, how do these deals get done? Obviously, we all know, unless you sign something, it's not worth anything, is it, these days? Well, the
1: thing is, is that every single Premiership game has been on BT Sport to begin with. Yeah. So they've obviously got the prime primary rights. rights for it and then I think maybe the premiership have gone oh yeah let's put it on the BBC but then BT have gone actually well no we we have the rights to everything all of the games and all of the games include the final at Twickenham
0: There's normally a deal that's done and I think Channel 5 have got the ability to hold a highlights package or show a highlights package uh, the next day Right. But it would have been awesome, wouldn't it? It would have been awesome. And let, let's be honest. Well, it's
1: a $40 million a year deal
0: for, for BC Sports. Sports. Well. We, we would love to see something like the Prem Rugby come back on to free to air whether it's Channel 4, Channel 5, ITV or… Well,
1: it was like in New Zealand back when I was a young whippersnapper. The All Blacks games used to be on Prime TV, which was one, two, three Prime, yeah. which was free to air. Yeah, but it was an hour later.
0: I love that. Yeah. So,
1: like, my dad and me used to, you know, turn off all social media, which was non-existent in those days, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah, we'd watch it an hour later, which was class. You start at eight thirty. It is.
0: I think it, was, it is different though, isn't it? I, yeah. I think when you're not watching something live. It doesn't feel the same. Like, I'm gonna talk about it, but I watched the Exeter match live and I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Whereas I watched the All Blacks game when I woke up and I wasn't on the edge of my seat and although it was a it was a tight, tight game, we're gonna talk about that in a minute, but I wasn't on the edge of my seat. See, with
1: the Exeter wrestling game I was like you say, on the edge seat. I watched the second half and I was I was so annoyed that Exeter one, oh, I, I, so I, I, I was the other gutted. Way. I was so gutted, but then with the All Blacks, it's like they've already played. I could already know the score if I wanted to, yes, which I didn't. But I did feel like I was still on the edge of my seat
0: with the All Blacks game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, so, I didn't well, know the th- score. See, so this is the thing. I would have thought that I'd be on the edge of my seat with yeah. the All Blacks game, but. But I wasn't. Maybe and it's I...
1: because I wasn't there watching it with you.
0: I think that may have been it. I think I'm just on the edge of my sheet every time, you know, I'm around you, mate. Gosh. We're going to review the... If, um,
1: if you want to go to the YouTube and just look at the way that Damien looked at me, you'll you'll know that there's something going on.
0: <laughs> something dodgy. Um, Exeter versus Russell So we're covering now the Heineken Cup final. Can I just go through here? Simon Zebo, class, class game. Vakitawa. They took, they took him off early, though, didn't they? I know two tries. He'd been the best player on the pitch yeah. by an absolute country mile. Took him off early. They needed a finisher as well at the end. So the actual, the actual um, match was won. What was the what was the final score? It was absolutely one point, wasn't it? was it yeah, one point. Why haven't you written
1: it down? Oh, I've
0: written everything else down. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one point. I think it was like 20, oh, whatever it was. It was like
1: 23, 24 or something like that.
0: 23, 24, yeah. Um, it, this was a hell of a match. Hell of a match. Four. I think it was four tries each. So we've got eight tries in the game. Exeter had got... Well, got most of their tries through the way that Exeter do. But it was an absolutely fantastic game of rugby.
1: Uh, I'm just having a look at it now. Uh, oh, it was 31-27. 31
0: I thought it was by oh, waypoint. No, 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 because he got the kick right at the end, didn't he? Uh, he did. He got the kick right at the end, which I thought was really interesting as well. We'll go over that in a minute. But I'm just going through. Racing's team is full of absolute class. They've been into two, or this was their third Heineken Cup final, and they've lost all of them. But I was absolutely shocked in this match. Exeter looked like they were running out of ideas. And on their bench, they've got the French scrum half as a, yeah. ref- as a replacement, and Kirtley Beal. Curtley Beal is an absolute quality replacement He's
1: class.
0: But maybe, but when he came on, he didn't really do much. Well, he but he was he was taken he was taken over from Zebo who'd been absolutely yeah. immense in this True. game. Finn Russell, apart from one very very dodgy inset pass that he gave, was absolute class in this game as well. He did it. He had that bub that bobble behind the goal line. But that was more to do with the fact that Russing's nine had had an Dang absolute shocking 15 minutes.
1: I was going to say, didn't he go off like 20 minutes into the first half?
0: He should have gone off 20 minutes into first half. He, it, he, I think he lasted quite a bit longer. They persisted with them for for a quite, quite a while. But it just was an awesome game. I thought that Russing 92, I've written down here, that they were shell-shocked. The nine was having a shocker. Um really exodus got out of the blocks and just got out to a great start and I think they scored was it two tries, two pushover or pick and go tries very early on. And then rossing every time they got the ball, they looked like they're gonna score. Yeah. And it
1: just looked I mean it was it was it looked like classic French rugby.
0: Yeah. They were, they were flinging it. They yeah. were yinging it. Zebo was on fire, and Russell was serving it up. But they were awesome. And it was literally Exeter looked like they were going to romp away with it after two quick tries. And then Russing come back. And then Exeter got further away. But
1: then it looked like Russing was going to win. Why didn't Russing go for a drop goal when they were losing by one point?
0: Yeah, I mean, they why, were so why, close why to scoring. Why didn't Australia go for a drop goal in the last, you know, in overtime good? Question. The All Blacks? Well, why didn't they? This is the thing, isn't it? It's it's bananas, isn't it? It's absolutely bananas. In pajamas, the only area of the Exeter performance that was well below par was their lineout, which was not great. And Rassing had them had them there, you know, right from with the word go. But um, the real bit that for me that won this game for Exeter was in the 22 meter mark. At key moments when Russing were right on attack, yeah. Exeter had the ability to turn them over.
1: Yeah, and that's what I mean about like the last sort of 10 minutes when Russing looked like scoring every time they touched the ball, but it was just that final 10-15 <clears throat> meters. Yeah, they just. They just couldn't do anything. And whereas, that's great whereas, defense. Whereas
0: on the flip side of that coin, every single time Exeter got within 10 to 15 they meters scored, of russings.
1: Or they scored points.
0: They score points. Yeah. And then the end of the game came. And it was the last. They had that penalty. And the clock was not up, but it was up. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> technically, not Technically. Yes or no? What was really interesting was it was really obvious that Hogg wanted to take the kick. Joe Simmons, who's the captain, wanted to take the kick. Yeah. Hogg wanted to kick it into the grandstands and just win the game. Yeah. Joe Simmons decided, no, I'm going to kick this. I'm the kicker of the team. I'm going to kick it. I'm going to kick it but over. I, but I'm actually going to try and kick it over. Yeah. And he only just got it over. And if it hadn't gone over, ball would have been still been in play and they could have run it out. Imagine if they'd run it out and scored. Oh. <laughs> do you remember that game where um, Stephen Donald missed touch and the Aussies...
1: Flower ran it back. <laughs> I do. That was in Hong Kong.
0: Oh, mate. That, that, that was when it.
1: Stephen Donald went... <laughs> fell yeah, off a cliff, didn't he? he, he? Did and then he came back cliff. and won the World Cup for
0: us. Okay, how would you sum up Exeter and their performance in this match?
1: Solid team effort.
0: Yeah. That, that, is, that is it, isn't it? Yeah. Solid team effort. If you really wanted to break down Exeter's performance, they are four-dominated. But they have that ability, if they really needed to, to break from a lot of places because they've got Hog.
1: They've got they've got some potency, but uh, again, you know, they don't have any super, superstars in the back line, do they?
0: Well, arguably, you could say Stuart Hogg is a superstar. Yeah. Jack Noel is a very, very good player. Henry Slade, and th- those three combined for that in try. Stuart Hogg almost went over. But the, 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 the disconnect for me is if you've got those three guys and you pretty much ignore them for 70 of the 80 minutes. Why on earth if you're Henry Slade or Jack Noel or Stuart Hogg, why, why would you want to play for Exeter when pretty much they're going to pick and go, Yeah, and then pick and go again, and then guess what they're going to do? Well, they'll
1: probably pick and go. They'll
0: probably pick and go again. Yeah. And they're very, very good at it, and that they, they, they're winning games. They're winning titles with it, but – they do look like they could, you know. Joe Simmons is a great player as well. Yeah. It's like they've got a really good backline, but they don't. You, in my opinion, they don't use them enough.
1: No, I'd, I'd probably agree with you. But then you're you're looking at Bristol Bears, who probably use their backs too much.
0: Too much, yeah.
1: So they need to find that happy medium.
0: Because if they if they can find that happy medium, then we can very very comfortably say. A team like that would beat a team like the Crusaders. Yes. Who do you think would win out of the Crusaders and Exeter?
1: Well, the Crusaders.
0: I'm not sure, mate. I reckon Exeter have that ability to just nullify play play their way, and their way is very, very effective. You know, they. No,
1: I I still think, I still think the Crusaders are just the Crusaders will beat most international teams.
0: I think where where I'm where I'm if they were playing best of three I think the Crusaders would win two out of the three but I think Exeter would win the first game because the coaching setup I know it's you can see it on TV one thing to see it on TV and the next thing to stop their pick and go they are so good at their pick and goes and they literally that first man normally on a pick and go most other players we're talking about 99% of teams they'll pick the ball up from the back and they'll go very very low into contact the difference here is Exeter hit low and drive up and then two other guys will jackal onto them and literally shunt them forward and they do that repetitively repetitively and it's so hard to stop because they're basically creating almost a rolling mall. yeah But because there's only one player from the opposition and they're so close to the line, you'd be a very brave team to say, "Okay, well, we'll we'll just hold you up because they're just going to get a scrum and then it'll be turnover ball. But you almost need to, if you're defending someone like an Exeter, you need to actually not worry about them going to ground but actually keep the ball up and try and stop them from getting over the try line so that therefore... It'd become a maul, and then you and get, then turn you over get the ball. turnover ball. But you'd be brave to do that, and that's why they're so good at it. I mean, I haven't really seen it before where a player will hit up into contact like they do, and then rely on two other guys to to bosh them forward. So, to, there's to a lot of a,
1: fitness involved with that, isn't there?
0: Yeah. And my point is this: it's going to take at least a game for you to get your head round that. Yeah. Come up with plans and and be able to execute it against them but they're so strong in that one area. If you can stop that one area, you've pretty much stopped their game. And
1: that's why I that's think... That's a long point, mate. You, you've you got, know,
0: <laughs> This goes back. Russing, I reckon if they played them two more times, they'd win. They'd beat them two yeah, more times. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Because they would be like, okay, well, how are we going to stop this one area now that we've faced it and we know how devastating it can be? Yeah, but then be? let's
1: say Russing had won. Do you think... Exeter would have gone away and won the next two. Because then they could have figured out had they played and nullified that.
0: I'm not even sure whether Russing know how they're gonna play. (laughs) So it's true though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, Finn Russell doesn't even know what he's gonna do on the day. I just think that Exeter are very, very good at what they do. But it's like the Brumbies, right? Brumbies are very, very good at that rolling mall. Yeah, they are. So if you can stop the rolling mall, you beat them. And with Exeter, they're incredibly good at getting into that 22 and grinding tries out, you know. they probably, their percentage of tries, if they get into 10 metres, must be in the 80%. Very few times that they get in that last 10 metres, they don't go on and score. It's probably the highest percentage of, of any team in the world at the moment. The only other one that Mate, was Mate we've
1: talked about we've talked about English rugby for far too long. Far too long.
0: But well done Dexter. Thoroughly yes.
1: deserved. Yes, agreed. And
0: agreed. Nigel Owings, people are saying didn't do a great job, but I think well, he did a I think he did a few job. I still job.
1: think he's the best in the world.
0: Absolutely. And we're off to the Bledisloe Cup. Yes, second match. First match was a draw. Should have been a win for the Aussies.
1: Could have been a win for either.
0: I got a qu- I got a quiz question for you. Okay, or just a yes or no, true or false. Okay, is it true that no member of the Australian team were born? It's true. The last it's time
1: Resla Desla told me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cheers, Resla Desla. So, so uh, you were six. I was six the last yeah. time New Zealand lost to Australia at Eden Park. Yes. No no member of the team in Australia was, was um was alive. All that is quite quite a stat eh. He's a statistician, mate. Quite a stat to yeah. be that. But how do you think the game went?
1: First half was interesting. Um what was it seven, ten at half time, I think? Yeah. Um both teams probably had their chances. But I think it was more played in the middle of the park. There wasn't, there wasn't any clear cut. And then second half, the All Blacks played their normal game. They almost pulled finger. They, they threw it out wide. They, they picked their moments.
0: I definitely feel that right from, the, right from the word go, New Zealand won the physical battle of the game.
1: I didn't think we were going to lose the game.
0: Okay, did you think we were going to lose As the game like last the first, week, though? Let's
1: say the first 20 minutes, I felt like we we were on top. It was like that. We let's two uh, thousand 2015 World Cup, when we played South Africa, and we only won by two points.
0: You never felt like we were going but to I lose. But I
1: never felt like we were going to lose.
0: I, To be honest, I felt a bit like that last week, though, when Rico Ioani dropped the ball over the line. I didn't Village. think at that time that we were going to draw. Right. I thought we were going to go on and... Because yeah. we, were, we were on top of that point. Yeah,
1: we were. Yeah, okay.
0: I just felt like New Zealand went into this game and said, okay, well, the one thing we're not going to lose is we're not going to lose a physical battle. And I think Caleb Clark playing, Bowden Barrett coming back into yes. the squad, w- were th- those guys had exceptional games. And the nicest part about Caleb Clark playing was what? A Ronnie Clark seeing his dad a, smile. <laughs> How good was that though? Mate, I was Every probably, time he got the ball, it cut to him. <laughs> I actually got a little bit emotional. Oh. Because like I'm obviously a father and I was like, you could see that Caleb Clark was making his dad yeah. so proud. Yeah, definitely. He was the proudest dad in the world at that moment. Hundred oh, percent. But I thought that um Bowden Barrett was exceptional. Yeah, he played. Especially well. playing at fifteen. I thought um, Ari Sevilla, what a game he played, but I'm not sure whether he's an eight. I
1: think he's an eight.
0: I think he's a six.
1: No, I think he's an eight because he's dynamic off the back of the scrum and you can't have... Who's playing six at the moment? God, Frizzell. Frizzell. Good runner, but I just don't think he's as quick, he's as mobile, he's as... Exciting off the back of the scrum,
0: yeah. But arguably Hoskins Sasuatu would come in, and every time he's come on, I think he's added value. And I think this was the big difference.
1: Different.
0: The big difference between this week and last week was when New Zealand's bench came on. They, I mean, it was like rewinding the clock a few years when New Zealand were at their absolute best. They brought on a bench, and the bench was almost better than their starting yeah. team.
1: Yeah, I see what you mean.
0: And you're bringing on Alex Hodgman, who came oh, on and had an absolute rip-snorter. Yeah. Scotty Barrett. Good. Hoskins' 2-2. You know, you know um, Scott Barrett hadn't played a minute. Nothing.
1: A <laughs> nothing. How did minute he make the All Blacks?
0: <laughs> <laughs> a minute of rugby, and he's in the All Blacks. Coming on pretty early as well, didn't he? Yeah. Good. Um, Hoskins to Tutu, TJ Perinara came on and played really, really well. Damian Kenzie got a little bit. Peter Umanga Jensen actually... How do you think he played when he came on? Peter Umanga Jensen? Yeah. Did well. Yeah. He did did what he needed to do. He did what he needed to do. So uh, Cody Taylor, I thought he was exceptional when he came on as well, but I do believe that that's the best for them. Dane Cole starting. Definitely. And Cody Taylor coming on. Yeah. Because I thought Dane Coles played really well as well. But the Aussies, I just feel the difference between the Aussies last week and the Aussies this week is they lost their focus. They played a really, really structured game plan against the ABs the week before. And they had the ability for 89 minutes to pretty much play that game plan to an absolute T. This week they ran it out from their own 22 a little bit too much when they should have kicked it. Yeah, conditions maybe. Yeah, I mean, it was very, very wet the week was, before. Yeah, at, at, daylight. At the, the wind, yeah, maybe, maybe encouraged them to kick it a bit more last week. And that maybe is a chink in the All Blacks armour. Is that actually if we you can do, only
1: play in the dry. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, maybe, maybe, and also because we were smaller, the All Blacks are smaller in the wet, You rely on your ball carriers yeah. more. You rely on your kicking game more, and I think Aussies were better than us in those two areas last week. So,
1: but can I just say, I think it was the first. It was the first scrum, of the game, and the All Blacks got done. Yeah. We got done, got a penalty conceded against us, all that sort of jazz. But as the game went on, our scrum tore them a new one.
0: Yeah, but I think the scrum got dramatically better when Alex Hodgman came on. Yeah. Up to that point, you'd say honours slightly towards Australia. Yeah? Yeah, I agree, yeah. And and then Alex Hodgman comes oh, on was he though he was amazing he doesn't amazing. look
1: like a conventional prop no he, <laughs> he looks more like a hooker if i'm honest mobile yeah, he, yeah. body body shape a bit different yeah
0: no i agree i absolutely agree with you he doesn't look like a traditional front row I, I wouldn't even say front row I, he looks even slightly loose forwardish well yeah he's probably Six, a bit a bit Six-set down down below than Know, traditional I just thought they were really good. The All Blacks in that second half. And and, and probably Sam Cain was... He played stats, well. His stats in the last two weeks have been exceptional. But if you go over to the Aussies, it wasn't like they had an absolute shocker, apart from Kourabete, who I've never seen he's, play so bad. He's... His stats are what? Three out of ten. Yep. Dreadful <laughs> full stop. I mean God. yeah, I mean James O'Connor was a far quieter. Uh Nick White was far quieter. But I tell you who impressed me, and although he hasn't got great player ratings, I still feel Harry Wilson really stepped up and did, did a he great was, job. He
1: was he was probably in that first half the Aussie's best player.
0: Him and him and Hooper. I would definitely say. And the other one I really love is Slipper. God I love James Slipper. He's in there. He's just uh he just does his thing. It's real you know, it's just the the basics, but he does the just basics working, really, yeah. really well. And low two. I mean he's got absolutely slammed here, five five and a half out of ten. But I thought he was very, very good. Very, very good. What would be interesting is where they go from here because now they're obviously going to Oz. Yes. Are they
1: two weeks off?
0: But there's not massive crowds. So, you know, you could imagine if they were going to, you know, let's say the Sydney Cricket Ground and playing in front of eighty, ninety thousand. 90,000. I imagine that. They'd really get up for that game. But, but it would be interesting to see, won't it, that they're either going to fold – or they're going to raise their game yes. and win the next one. Are think, there
1: going to be people in the stadium? Do we know?
0: There will be, but it won't be. Just a few
1: thousand scattered around. Yeah.
0: yeah which will be a real shame, actually. And if we could rewind the clock and host the Rugby Championship now back in New Zealand because yeah. of. Yes. You know, at the time that they were making that decision, New Zealand couldn't have crowds either. Maybe that would have made all the difference if they could have had crowds. Then. You know, it definitely would have gone to New Zealand, you would have thought. But I'm really looking forward to Blederslow 3. And actually, when was the last time I've really felt like we're under a little bit of pressure? And i definitely say that this is the first time in the last few years that I've thought, you know, New Zealand could lose to Australia. Definitely with the last two. Which is good, though. Which is great, yeah. And
1: you know, um, old Sir Graham Henry has sort of said and it's the coach. Dave Rennie is putting Australia back on back on the world stage. And I mean it has only been two games. First game was sixteen all, second game was a bit of a trouncing, but
0: But it exhaust, wasn't was it but it wasn't. We, no, we, it, we the know score that line flatted New Zealand.
1: New Zealand hundred percent. And you know, Dave Rennie, he
0: he's good. He's what, what I don't want to do though. I don't want to be a Kiwi, right? Who pr- heaps praise on Dave Rennie because he's a Kiwi because we did no. But he's, he's doing you know, good but, things. But, but what I he's mean, done
1: good things in future. Yeah, even if he wasn't a Kiwi, you
0: know. But what I mean is, what I mean by this is, I think Australia do have the players. Yeah, that, yeah You know, yeah. they've shown that they? And they've they? got the
1: youngsters coming through as well. Yeah.
0: So you know, Dave. It's not like Dave Rennie has taken. Um, like a Leica Highlanders situation where they, they really didn't know how to tie their shoelaces <laughs> and and made them amazing. Yes. Yeah, you know, he has got the raw ingredients to do well. Yeah. And I think he's maybe adding and he will add some consistency to their performance, which they maybe haven't had over the last four, five, maybe but even 10 years. I think he
1: just needs time with them as well. Yeah.
0: So... It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Let's go over to the Super Rugby Unlocked. And, mate, I watched a couple of these games, and they are going to fit right in in the Northern Hemisphere. I mean, what amazes me is let's go for the Bulls and Cheetahs game. This was a kick fest from the Bulls. Arguably should have won it, but... What was the score? It was fifteen points to nineteen and they took off Mornay Stain and the replacement kicker missed the kick, I believe. Mornay Stain had got everything from everywhere. Okay. And then they take him off. I might be wrong about this. I I hope I I hope I'm not. But what was really interesting is literally it was kick, 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 kick from the from the bulls. To keep them in the game, yeah. I'm just like lads. It's sunny, it's dry. Throw it round. The ground conditions are fantastic. Why do you love to kick the ball so much? And unfortunately, it was kind of the same for a lot of the games. I don't understand why. And what it's... was the
1: other game? So Pumas so, versus the so, so, yeah
0: uh, the um. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I said I was going to get it right this week. (laughs) The Graquas. Graquas. There you go,
1: mate. Ah, the (laughs) Graquas.
0: But you got 17-19, so the Cheaters win that. Uh, Then you got a 27-21 win from the Pumas. And they are saying here that after being well beaten by the Cheaters in round one, the Pumas bounce back. Again, it's you know it wasn't a bad match by any stretch of the imagination, but they are probably the two weaker teams in the competition. And then the one that did surprise me was the twenty three seventeen comeback win for the Lions, and um, their oh sorry, the, the Stormers had a comeback win over the Lions. Oh right, okay. But there wasn't a lot of attractive rugby, is what I'm trying to say. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops, whether that's just early days in the South African competition and whether or not they're going to fling around a little bit more or whether or not the South Africans playing the South Africans, it's literally the biggest South African that wins.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe. And that's the, that, that's the thing that's a bit of a shame that they're not going to be a part of the rugby championship.
0: And that's one of the questions we will we will answer, how this will affect them. Yeah. But just very briefly... The question is, will them going to the Pro 14, which will become the Pro 16, help them or not?
1: Help or hinder.
0: Help or hinder. So them playing in the Super Rugby competition, I believe, has helped them because it's it's made them develop different parts of their game. Yeah. Them going to the Northern Hemisphere may not help them. We're just going to go over all of that Very very shortly But do you want to go up for our first Listener's question Tobes
1: uh, Yes um, Hi lads Howard here from Hamilton First time tweeter Long time listener I like that I like and that too they, The Tron Is this New Zealand the Tron? What do you mean the Tron? As in Hamilton Hamilton Oh it must be Yeah Come on man. Is
0: there another Hamilton anywhere?
1: Well, I don't know Maybe <laughs> Anyway, um, my question to you after looking at the lineups for the Heineken- Hang on,
0: you've missed an important part, mate. He says, "Love the podcast, especially the Guess Who section." Go, Toby!
1: Yeah, with like a few dots afterwards. That means it's sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> my question to you is looking after. After looking at the lineups for the Heineken Cup final and seeing just how strong Russing 92 looked on paper, it got me wondering, how on earth did Exeter win? And I I think we touched on a few points when we actually reviewed the match.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there was a couple of things. I I wrote down it. It's a one-off match.
1: Yes, and like we Uh, said, if it was best of three...
0: We we would think
1: Russing might win,
0: but it wasn't. What is interesting though is how Exeter playing week in week out against the Premiership clubs, how other teams haven't found them out. So it can't be that easy. No, they've got a hell of a forward pack. Yes, we're going to go. But so the one-off match definitely played in favour of Exeter. The other thing is history. Russing ninety-two have lost two other finals. They had. A bit of COVID, so therefore they had some COVID, they had some weeks off, they were all sent home to be in their flats and apartments, and maybe that time to think, oh, will this happen again to us, comes out. Has that ever had, you know, when you've, like, Exeter going week to week, play, 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 whereas wrestling have had that time just to stew. Yeah. So the other thing, mate, which uh, Bears on the bus, <laughs> not playing in France. So when you play in France, the old TV officials, they definitely are helpful to they the home get in the side, air, don't they? So you know, you saw against the Bristol match when they won their European game that was played in France, but they showed only the footage of the passes that looked forward. And if there's any dodgy stuff that goes on, like a bit of a fight, they'll only show on the big screen the stuff that they want the referee to see. Yeah. Good on them. Home, hometown <laughs> you advantage. You can say that. Hometown you advantage. You can say good on them for Hometown cheating. advantage. But yeah, playing that in England made a difference because there were two calls that could have had Exeter players, Sinbund, minimum, red carded, possibly, and... The head high. The head high. it well, wasn't that bad. No. I don't think it was that bad, but but anyway, Yellow card? What I'm trying to say is the if it was had it been played in France It would have been a different they would have just replayed that in slow motion, yes. giving all the worst angles, things like that.
1: Hometown advantage, I think.
0: Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um I think their ability to rock to maul with the three men was definitely a turning point. I don't know another another team in the world that is as as good as them in that area. And you just mentioned it bears on the bus mate. Exeter. Yeah. Bears on the bus. Old school rugby. That team ethos. That no other team again. A lot of teams gone professional, haven't they?
1: I know, yeah. No drinking.
0: No drinking. Not Exeter? No. Actually, apparently, the players have to hold back the coaching stuff
1: Really, <laughs> yeah. quality
0: championship players, then prem players. So you've got you've got a good, like a bunch of guys that have gone through the ranks, and that longevity has has made consistency. So they only got forty two players that have played for them this year, so they've been able to share share around that workload.
1: It's a lot of inconsistency though as well, isn't it?
0: Well, this is the thing though. This is why Exeter is so good because all of those 42 players
1: know the know the game know plan. Know
0: exactly the, the way. Whereas Russing on 92, smaller squad, more reliant on their top players to and play And when well. one
1: person gets injured, it's a lot for someone to come and step
0: in. Absolutely, yeah. Who wants it more? I Exeter definitely, definitely wanted that game more. It meant yes. more to them as a, yeah. as a team, as a a place. Their history, you know, that only joined the Premiership 10 years ago. So to get through to... Good on them. And it was, you know, neither club had ever won it before. No. But it meant more to Exeter. And the biggest one here was that they are definitely greater than the sum of their parts. And you could see that, you know, you've got Finn Russell, you've got Kirtley Beale. You don't really have those guys, but with that means they're all working together as a team. And for me, we're looking back at the Highlanders, aren't we? Yeah. They're the last opposition team or the last team that we can remember winning a big competition.
1: As a team without any super superstars. Yeah.
0: So that those are the reasons why I think they won. But the big one, I think, is I think history against rushing 92, like, the fact that they've been to two finals in recent history and lost them both, I think did play on them Because you were right, you know, in the last little bit when they could have taken that drop kick and they didn't take the drop kick. Is that because they didn't feel confident? Yeah. So there you go, mate, Howard. Hopefully that answers your question. Next...
1: It was long.
0: Yeah, mate. Well, you know, I'm, I'm loving the feedback you're giving here. David from Twitter's got another one. He said, can you see South, Africa move, uh, South Africa's move to play in Europe working long term? What do you reckon, Tobes?
1: Um, for them, play playing-wise and quality-wise, probably not. Um, I think they won't play consistently. I don't think they'll play good teams consistently enough in the Northern Hemisphere than they would in the Southern Hemisphere.
0: Yeah. I, I, I 100% agree. Mm. You look at that Pro 14 and you say, okay, there's Munster and there's Leinster, but, I mean, there's Glasgow. I mean, there are some good teams around, but... Yeah, but they're not, they're there's some, not you know, there's Hurricanes, some really, Highlanders, yeah, Blues, some really, uh, yeah.
1: Brumbies, Waratahs. Yeah. There's
0: some really poor teams in there as well.
1: Lions, Stormers, Sharks, that sort of thing. You know, they've got none of those week-in, week-out, huge matches.
0: No, their, their biggest matches, you know, they'll have a few big, big matches. But you look at those teams and there's contract, like the Irish Rugby Union have contracted their players. So John, someone like a Johnny Sexton won't even play for Leinster as yeah. much. So even those games potentially aren't going to be that strong, Yeah. yeah. depending on what time of year it is. So the quality of the rugby they're going to play is not going to be as strong. I definitely think that. Money, though. Money will be good. Potentially, the money would be better, as in the sponsorship rights, the TV, TV rights, rights. yeah, That type of thing, they might make more money. The big question is, will they get into the Six Nations? Because if they don't get into the Six Nations, not much of this makes any sense to me. No. No yeah i mean it's in the same time zone
1: yeah but who's who's going into the um well so basically who's going into the pro sixteen your,
0: your cheaters are gonna who are currently in the pro fourteen yeah they're out, and it seems like your stormers okay your sharks right so they're gonna send four teams there, which are basically the super rugby teams that are currently playing at the moment, okay are gonna go and play over there, but that means that the two So the African teams that are currently playing there at the moment... Are they going to play Super Rugby? Well, they're going to play like Curry Cup and and whatnot. So they've been biffed out. So the Cheetahs have been biffed out. So it's
1: like second tier almost. Yeah. South African rugby.
0: Yes. Like Mitre 10 Cup. Yes. Very, very much so. The money's going to be better. If they don't make the Six Nations, I don't think it'll work because there's not there, but won't be the interest in it. No. Also, they won't be getting a good look at the New Zealand and the, and the Australian players. So when if they go back and play in the Rugby Championship, then I think they'd struggle. Will it,
1: will it, won't it go back to like Tri-Nations again? Or will it stay the Rugby Championship instead of South Africa? They'll have maybe Japan come in, no, Pacific so, Islanders. So is.
0: Currently at the moment. They're playing in the Pro 14 or Pro 16. That's what they plan to do. Yeah. But they still plan to play in the Tri-Nation, in the Dragon Championship. Even if they get in the
1: Six Nations.
0: No, I think if they get in the Six Nations, they would very quickly move there. Right. But I don't see them getting in the Six Nations. I just don't think that England are going to say, yeah, yeah, come and win our competition. France, are going to be like, well, you know, there's a huge history. Who would they kick out? Italy? It would be Italy, of course. It would be Italy, but I just can't see it happening. No. but So therefore, if they go and play in the Pro 14, I keep saying it's Pro 14 at the moment. It's going to become Pro 16, so let's just call it Pro 16. to go play there, but then they're going to play their test matches in the rugby championship, I just don't see how it's going to work. The style of rugby, it will suit their style of rugby. Yeah. But what it won't do is strengthen their rugby because – Playing in the Super Rugby competition means that they they are very used to these teams that fling it round, they develop a little bit of that in their game, they will potentially become just some big unit smashing it up in bad weather. World Cups, think about the teams that have won the World Cup, they've all come from Super Rugby. By playing in the, you know, the Six Nations limits your chance to win the World Cup, a lot of people would say. Maybe, yeah. Travel, long old season. you think a Super Rugby is a much shorter season. So you cost to travel.
1: Especially with our new setup.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I just, I, I mean, do you know what I really hope? I really hope it's an absolute disaster. Yeah. And they kind of come back. But They'd I'm not sure whether or right. not New Zealand and Australia would want them there. So the long and the short of it is, I think it will suit them financially it yeah. definitely suits them time wise but are south africans going to come and watch leinster play in south africa i don't see it happening you know they they hardly come and watch each, you know there's hardly any crowds for the sharks versus the bulls let alone the bulls versus you know the Scarlet. italian the italian teams coming in Scarlet, scarlets and and That's ospreys and yeah. You know, especially if they're going to get hammered. Yeah. So the big, big question is we touched on it last week is the IPL of rugby not going to happen? I think it's going to happen. They've already talked about it, actually. Stevens tournament this year in Bermuda. But it, it, the next step is can you find rich individuals who are willing to buy the best players in the world?
1: Not rugby because it's not a big enough sport globally.
0: Yeah, I mean, was cricket a big enough sport globally? Yeah, India, yeah, Pakistan, I suppose, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, England, yeah,
1: South Africa, New Zealand, Australia—you know, huge cricket nations. Rugby, lots of money, lots, lots of, of money.
0: money, lots of money in India and yes, in England and rugby.
1: Yeah, there are rugby mad fans, but are they very wealthy fans?
0: Do you need? Because you need. Here's a question:
1: to, How much money do you need?
0: They say to run a premiership team, you need tens of millions. That's a pre, that's, so if you're running a um, a Pro 14 French team, you yeah. probably need more.
1: Okay, so let's say you always need. Let's to be say billions. fifty million.
0: You need to be a billionaire, I'd say.
1: You need to be a billionaire. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of money. But
0: you don't need many billionaires who like rugby to to do a to do something like an IPL of rugby.
1: No, but you're thinking if they if they want to make it worthwhile, you've got to pay people million a million quid or a million dollars or something like that. You think about the IPL. They are they they're making like one point something million dollars, yeah, for a short season, yeah. So and, to entice and, and, the players to do that
0: And that's my point though my point yeah, is but
1: are you gonna get rich enough individuals to spend that sort of money?
0: How many teams would you need to create? But the
1: thing is is also how many teams you need to create, but is it gonna take off globally? Are you gonna get that that, got to remember oh no, that, that TV no, coverage? No, no, no.
0: This is the thing though. <clears throat> this is the thing. You don't need to have that TV coverage because these people who are doing it. Are not doing it to make money.
1: They're doing it for the sake of it. They're doing it because they love the game. They
0: have got loads of cash, and they it's like a it'd be just it's like going and it's like poker or you know
1: not enough money in rugby.
0: Yeah, but go go back to my point. These people are not doing it to make money.
1: I don't don't think there are enough. I don't think
0: you don't think there's wealthy enough people who love their rugby enough. Yes, you you are probably right. Yeah, if there are then I could see it taking off. But you're absolutely right. There probably is not enough guys yeah. who have that amount of cash that can pay, let's say, you know, it's a 10 sides. you need a squad of 20, 20 million per team you're going to need. Easily. Easily. To throw away. No
1: one's going to throw away 20 million. I would like to know how much... The IPL or an IPL team loses or makes any in a season.
0: Yeah, I think they must lose. But
1: I would like to know, to know. how much.
0: And and the, the wealthy, the wealthy Indian owners are ridiculously yes. wealthy, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, and they love their cricket yeah, like well, love. Yeah,
1: But India is rugby as uh, um, cricket, cricket mad, mad. Like you know, um. New Zealand think, well people think New Zealand is a rugby mad. We've got nothing on the we've Indians. We've got nothing on the nothing. Indians. Right, mate. And we're reviewing. Previewing. Previewing. Previewing these
0: games. International rugby's back, mate. We've got it Scotland is. v. Georgia. Humdinger. To tee us off on Friday the 23rd it's be a draw. of October. You think it's going to be a draw? No, no, no Scotland trial. will win. Do you know what's interesting? Out of all all of this weekend, we've got Scotland v. Georgia warm-up match you got France versus Wales warm-up yes. match but then you got a six nations match in there which is Ireland versus Italy is that even fair and then you've obviously got England's V Barbarians it just seems a little bit messy oh go the Barbars the Barbars seven free uh, Fijian guys are joining that so that could be interesting
1: go the Barbars
0: I don't even think the Exeter loss match will happen no I agree I think that'll be potentially Exeter versus Bristol. We'll see what that happens. Uh, and then you have obviously going over to South Africa where you've got the Bulls versus the Sharks. I think the Sharks are going to win that. I can't see the Bulls winning. You've got the Lions versus the Cheetahs. I think the Lions will win. Yep, the Lions will win. And the Pumas versus the Stormers. And again, I think the Stormers will win there. So for me... Obviously Scotland are gonna beat Georgia. Yes. France v Wales. I think France will beat Wales. Yep. Ireland to beat Italy. Ireland will win. Exeter beat whoever they play. And I think that the barbarians will turn over the English.
1: Oh <laughs> yes. Come on, the barbars. well do you Can't what see do you reckon? Him. No, no, it's not gonna be. It'll England, be a young it. England team, to be fair. I think.
0: Oh, no. Hmm. I think Eddie will put out. Do you think so? Yeah. I think Eddie's going to put out basically. Because, like, you look at all those other teams, they're pretty much going to be putting out their best teams. And he's only got one week before he's back in the Six Nations. So he's going to have a run out with his best team. Those Barbars could be a banana skin slip up for them. That's for sure. Mate, it's time for Guess Who? And it's Razzlers, Dazzlers, Guess Who? Are you ready for this one, mate? I am. We're going to start with this bad boy here. Here we go. So first one is... Turbos. The the, the Manama 2 Turbos. I'm going
1: to lock it in.
0: Oh, really? In 2008, (laughs) I made my rugby debut for the Manama 2 Turbos. And from 2006 to 2017, I scored... How how has he gone from 2008, I made my debut, (laughs) and then from 2006, 2017, I scored 277 points in 33 appearances. That's a lot of points. I have no idea who this is. Do you not? No. Okay. The only person I know that plays for them is Aaron Smith. Oh, okay. Are you locking in? (laughs) No,
1: I'll go one more, I think.
0: In two yeah, thousand, 2000- I'm, in Aaron, Smith. <laughs> I'm in Aaron Smith. In two thousand and nine, I made my international debut for New Zealand. Twenty scoring thirty nine points in four appearances. It's not Aaron Smith, or it's not. gary he's not. In two thousand and nine,
1: hang on, no, no, yeah, I'm, I'm not locking in. I, I think I mind. know
0: who it is. So, so, okay, I'm gonna lock in. You actually locked in Aaron Smith.
1: Yeah, but I changed my mind. And we're, we were on the same question, so it was okay. I can re- I can do, unlock. Do you,
0: Are you going to go here and lock in? Or are you going to go another one? I think- What
1: are you going to do?
0: I'm going to lock in. You're
1: going to lock in?
0: Yeah. Are you going to lock in? You have to
1: make a decision. Yeah, I'm locking in. You're going to lock in? Yeah, I'm going to lock in.
0: Oh, I'm not locking in. You're not locking in. <laughs> are you going to lock in?
1: <laughs> I think it's Aaron Aaron Cruden.
0: Oh, that's a good shout. So you locking in Aaron Cruden? Yeah. I wouldn't have said Aaron Cruden. Okay. So what would you have said? No, I'm not telling you. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Because, yeah, you've locked in Aaron Cruden. Yeah. Okay. Next one up. Well, show me. Oh, yeah. There you go. Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's it's not
1: Aaron Cruden.
0: I think I might know who it is then. Okay. No, no, not who I think it is. In 2010, I made my super rugby debut for Wellington Hurricanes, scoring 146 points in 25 appearances. Now, because he played for Waikato, didn't he? Who? Aaron Cruden. I can't remember now. In 2010, I made my debut for the All Blacks against Ireland. A look. Ultimately, achieving 50 caps for 322 points. Ooh.
1: Yeah, oh, boy. yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, I win. From 2012, <laughs> 2017, <laughs> I played for the Waikato Chiefs, scoring 828 points. 100 appearances. Of course, it's back to back Super Rugby titles. Someone from the Chiefs. Yeah, it is him, eh? It I is. think so, Do you know he who I thought it Monk? could have been? Who? Stephen Donald. A village, no. He played for Waikato. <laughs> yeah, he did, look. It's not Manning Too. Waikato, mate. No, that's the Chiefs. Oh, okay. 1-0. Um, <laughs> Next. Yeah, okay. So, should we, should we have a look? Should we have a look?
1: Yeah.
0: Who am I? Aaron Cruder, mate. It yeah. is 1-0. Oh. It is 1-0. So, you are 1-0 oh. up. Next one. Let's go for the Aussie contingent. In 2007, I made my Super Rugby debut for the New South Wales Waratahs. 51 appearances and 341 points. Not a clue. The Waratahs. 2007. Okay. Okay, let's move on. Rebels. In 2012, 2013, I moved south of the Murray River to join the Melbourne Rebels, making 14 appearances and scoring 66 points. Don't know either. No, not a clue. Struggling here. Four. From 2009 to 2019, I made 98 appearances, scoring 188 points. God, that's a hell of a lot of appearances. No lot of points. Not that many points. So if I had thought about it, I would have gone and said, you know, must be kicker, but not so much now. In 2014, 2016, I returned home to rejoin the Waratahs, 42 appearances for 95 points. 42 appearances, 95 points. Wow. I'm a little bit stuck here. Was. Was. I know who this is, locked who? in, lock in, you going to lock in?
1: Well, I need to think about it first.
0: I know who this is, locked in, I hope I know who this is.
1: It's not Curtly Beale, it is, I can see his face, I can see his face, I can see his face. Carry on, you're locking in?
0: I am going to lock in. Okay. I'm locking in. Are you locking in?
1: No. I do, well, I don't know. I can't remember his I name. I think it's
0: Kirtley Beal. Oh. I'm locking in Curtley Beal. Oh.
1: It's one
0: more. One more guess. From 2007 to 2009, I returned to the Waratahs again.
1: It's not Kirtley Beal.
0: For a further 32 <laughs> games in 38. No, I think it is. Because he played there this year at the start of the competition. Did he? Yes. Was it Curt Kirt- Yes. It is, it must be Curly Beale. Okay. It's gonna be one all, let's mate. See it. Who am I?
1: It's yeah, Curly Beale. There
0: you go. I'm so glad you went. It's not
1: Curly Beale. Nice. I was like, Oh I didn't know that he played for the Rebels.
0: No, I didn't know either that he played for the Rebels, but I knew that he played for Wasps and then I didn't know he played I knew for it was, wasps. I knew he played for Wasps. Right. All right, last one, mate. We are on the home stretch. We're going this one. So it's one all going into the last one. Who am I? Played for the All Blacks by the looks of it. From 2004 to 2011, I played 84 games scoring 254 points for Wellington. Blues. Then moved to the north to Auckland where I played 40 games scoring 53 points. 2012, 2014. I think I know who this is. I'm going to lock I, in. Okay. Are you lock I, in? I don't know. Okay, I'm not going to lock in then. Okay. Shall we go on? From 2004, 2013, I was capped 73 times for the All Blacks, scoring 110 points.
1: Did you think it was Matt Onono?
0: I'm not answering that question. Ah, uh, you did. <laughs> Do you want to lock in? No. I'm going to lock in. Okay. You're not locking in?
1: Are you going to lock in? No, I'm, I'm going to lock. lock in.
0: Are you going to lock in? I'm not locking in. Are okay, you I'm not going to lock in then. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go on another one? From 2005, 2008, I made seven appearances scoring. So this is for the Maldives. Yeah. 14 points for the Maldives, all blacks. I'm really glad I didn't lock in who I thought it was. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> Gold Coast Titans. So in 2007, I I was approached by the Gold Coast Titans to come and jump codes in Australia to the NRL, where my brother was having success at the Manly Sea Eagles. I honestly don't know. No, not a Scooby-Doo. In 2014, I left New Zealand to continue my professional rugby career in Europe, playing for a multitude of clubs, including London Welsh, Wasps, and a couple of others that I can't pronounce. <laughs> Oxfrey? <laughs> Ox- <spray? laughs> Until hanging up my boots after the 2017 season. This has got to be a big name. I don't know, though. No. I was famously or controversially left out of the 2007 Rugby World Cup squad, but vindicated myself by my man-of-the-match World Cup winning performance four years later at the 2011 Rugby World Cup. I can only think of one person that did that in 2011. I'm
1: locking in.
0: You're locking in. I have to lock in too. There's only one person that I can think of. Man of the match performance in the 2011. Was
1: it in the World Cup final, or just the it World Cup? It says
0: here, vindicated myself in the Man of Match World Cup winning performance four years later in the at the Rugby at 2011 Rugby World Cup. So
1: it doesn't, it doesn't say it doesn't say the final, does it? it just no. says the World
0: Cup. I don't know.
1: Okay, I'm going to lock brother,
0: in. brother. Playing rugby league. I
1: dunno. Stop going back, man.
0: I don't know it, man. I think I'm just gonna
1: throw throw it in the throw it out there. Uh, Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't push the button. Uh, Are you
0: locking in? I don't know who it is. Okay. So you can't copy me if I say it. I can't copy you, no. Okay. Go for it. Pity weepoo. I did think about Pity Weepoo. And he did play for the blues. And he did play for the did he play for the Hurricanes though? Did he, he did play for the Hurricanes, didn't he? Fair play to you, mate. I don't know he's got a brother no, though that plays for the there.
1: Dunno. But I
0: don't know who it is anyway, so you're either right or you're wrong. Anyway, let's go and have a look. Who am I?
1: Yeah. There you go.
0: Brother that plays rugby league. Didn't know. That's amazing, eh? Yeah. There you go. Thank you very much for the Razzler Dazzler yes, for the Guess as whos. always. We appreciate it, mate. Yeah, definitely. But as always. Can you just go ding, ding for me? Oh, here we go. <coughs> you got two dings, yeah, it's, mate. It's, so I, I think two right. is it, so It's one all now. It's two one. To me. No, I think you're actually, I think it's two all. Two all on Guess Who's. Too all on guesses. I'm definitely winning. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as always, it's been a real yeah. pleasure entertaining you, Never boys and sure. girls, at our home. Next week, we are going to have a feast of international rugby to review. We are unfortunately not the BlizzO Cup. Nope, but it'll be some European stuff and obviously some Super Rugby unlocked, which I will be honest to say has not grabbed my well, taste to buds be better, so far. It's been
1: like the Aussies started. They and we've had some international rugby to,
0: That's kind yeah. of You know the, the Their green and golds match Just didn't take off did it But anyway until next week Yes, Always a pleasure See you later That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. P group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.